Hey, my lovely ladies, before the show starts, I'm looking for some more six and seven figure female founders and CEOs to interview. So please go to www.twwguest.com to apply. In today's episode, we're interviewing Dr. Emily Levy, founder and director of the EDL Coaching. She provides and they provide one-to-one tutoring to students in grades pre-K through 12 with specialized learning needs. They use all research-based multi-sensory techniques that are individualized to the needs of each student and particularly specialized in working with students who have ADHD and learning disabilities. She created and successfully grew an education company for a tiny apartment in Manhattan to several learning centers and tutoring that now provided nationwide and even across the world. So we have a lot to learn from her today. She's actually going to take us behind the scenes to her number one secret to be in the moment, even if you have a million things on your to-do list. This should be an amazing episode. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, we're so glad to have you here. So let's get right to it. What is the number one secret to being in the moment? Well, I think that is a challenge for many of us, especially those of us who might work, have a business, also have a family. And it took me many years to really get to this point. But I have found that if I'm able to truly be mindful in whatever task I'm doing, whether I'm knee deep in a work project or whether I'm doing a puzzle with my daughter or having dinner with my husband, I just find that if I can be mindful and truly be in the moment, it brings me such peace of mind and it allows me to be so productive and so effective in whatever I'm choosing to do at that moment. So tell us a little bit about how you kind of got here. How did you get to the place where you you feel like you can actually do that? Well, I think it took many, many years. When I first started my business and it was really tiny and I left a job in finance, I think they carried with me a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety of what if my business fails? What if I don't make enough money? I'm running my own business. I'm not getting a salary. And I think that anxiety was a struggle for me for so many years, whether I was working or whether I was socializing or doing something else in my life. I, I carried that with me. And I think that was a challenge of really um, just being in the moment. But I think with time, with doing a lot of reading, a lot of self-reflecting along with read, uh, along with just really evaluating my path. I think I just really started to come to terms with how effective that approach could be of just really being mindful and really being in the moment. So what do you think it is that makes it so effective, right? Like what, why is it so important to tr- keep trying year after year? <laughs> so you kind of be in the moment and, and ultimately because again, like you said, we're always being pulled in multiple directions, right? So when we're working, we're thinking about home and when we're home, we're thinking about work. So why is that not, you know, okay? Like what about just letting that go, for example? I think it's almost like skimming the surface when you're trying to do something, but you're not knee deep in it. And you're thinking about everything else you have to do in other parts of your life. It's almost like you're not able to get deep enough in whatever you're trying to do because your brain is so distracted. So I think by really actively trying to eliminate those distractions and really focus on whatever you do it, you're doing, you just get so much more efficiency in, with work and so much more quality time with what you're doing that might not be work. Spending time with your kids, with your spouse, with your friends. 
it really it just allows for such a, a better path in life when you're able to finally achieve that. And so tell us a little bit about how that's played out, you know, recently in your business and, and really where you are now and what you're most proud of and excited about. Well, one of the things I think I'm most excited about from a business standpoint is that for many, many years, our specialty was providing one-on-one -on -one in-person tutoring in the New York and New Jersey area to students who have specialized learning needs, dyslexia, ADHD, learning disabilities, executive functioning challenges, which is still a very big part of what we do. But I think one of the silver linings that really came out of COVID was that we really started to uh, much more regularly than we ever did before do virtual tutoring. And we created technology and resources to engage with the kids as though we're working with them in person. And that's really allowed me to grow the business really to a national and, and almost really international level because we're able to help so many kids that are not just in the New York, New Jersey area, but in really all areas of the world that may not have the same access to the resources that many families have in this cosmopolitan area where we are. And what does that look like? So moving, you know, how are you able to kind of capture that virtual, you know, the realness of being in person in a virtual environment? I would think with something like tutoring, it would be really challenging. Well, it can be challenging. And I think there are a lot of factors that come into play. The age of the child, what they need help with. There's so many different variables that come into play. We find that the older kids do pretty well with just engaging virtually, using their own materials or using materials that we might provide to them virtually. A lot of times with the little kids, for instance, who need help with reading, we'll mail them a whole packet of materials with manipulatives, with colored sand, with magnetic tiles, with whiteboards, with all of these great manipulatives and books. And then the tutor will have that same set. So they're able to engage with each other in that very multi-sensory way as though they were working in person. So again, a lot of different factors. A lot of it depends on the child and really just kind of catering to the needs of each student. So tell us a little bit about like what what do you think actually, besides being in the moment, helped you go from being that small business, you know, starting off in your apartment all the way to where you are, where you are now? Well, I think um, another piece is self-reflection. And I think that it's funny because I find that I'm so busy during the day. I'm nonstop the second I wake up till the second I go to sleep. But it's the quiet moments that I'm able to self-reflect. The times when I'm lying in bed or when I'm driving, or I'm, when I'm in the shower, where I really try to stop and take a moment and say, okay, I messed up on that. What did I do wrong? And what could I do differently going forward? And really trying to learn from my mistakes and figure out what I could do differently going forward and not dwell on them. Sometimes something happens and it makes me so upset and I have to actively stop myself and say, you know what, this happened. It was a mistake, but instead of dwelling on it, let me see if I can learn from it. Let me see if there's something that I could take from it and do differently going forward. And I think that self-reflecting and that learning process has been a big part of my success moving forward. And so as you kind of take on these these new challenges, like as we kind of switch, switch from thinking about success to challenges, what, you know, is it tied in with what you're doing to expand or what are these new challenges? you're kind of facing now at this level in your business? 
I'm I'm always taking on new challenges and new projects. I think that just keeps things interesting for me. No day is ever the same. There's always something new. I'm working on a software project now that integrates artificial intelligence, which is a whole new world for me. And that in and of itself is a big challenge, but it's also a steep learning curve. It's exciting. And it can be something that's revolutionary that no one's ever done before. So those challenges really keep me going, keep me excited. And so I guess if we could kind of sum it all up, if you had one piece of advice, um, either from the challenges or the success, you know, pass along to the audience, what would it be? I would say uh, never let a mistake stop you. Never dwell on it. Never fixate on it so much that you can't move forward. I also find that try not to be such an, an a perfectionist with everything. And I, I have very high standards for myself. Sometimes I think there's a fine line between being a perfectionist and having high standards. But I find that sometimes if I focus on every single thing being perfect, it really stops me from moving forward. So I have to really figure out that fine line of what is good enough? What is really great, but not perfect that won't stop me from moving forward? So it's those little hurdles and really pushing forward that I think have helped me to continue to grow and to continue to evolve. So we always ask all of our guests here at The Wealthy Woman, because at The Wealthy Woman, we believe really deeply that it's not just about wealth. While wealth is really important and we really encourage women, especially uh, to claim that that they are wealthy as soon as possible, if not right away, right? Um, it's important to, to claim that for yourself. And and then also to claim that it means more than just money. And the reason that's so important, of course, is that, you know, you can get to the end of your life and have big piles of money, but it doesn't mean you're wealthy. Uh, and so it's, you know, so we always ask our guests, like, so what is that thing in your life or in your business right now that you have that makes you feel wealthiest? Well, I, I think I am very proud of the business that I've built and the success that I've found. But I think for me, wealth is really my amazing husband, my amazing four daughters, and my incredible friends and community in my area. It's really kind of the balance of all of those elements together that bring me wealth. I think if it was just a business or just one of those, I don't know that I would feel fulfilled or wealthy, so to speak. But I think it's really that combination that makes me feel wealthy. Yeah, I love that. I, I talk about that a lot where it's like, you know, if you have even one piece of your life that just isn't quite working, you can't, it, 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 there, it's something to look at at the very least. And probably it means that that's probably pulling out, pulling off your kind of all your results, right? So it's like, you could be so much better off across the board if you address that one piece that's probably, you know, so I love hearing answers that are so expansive, right? Where it's like, yes, you know, it's all of these things and I have to have all of them. That's wonderful. Okay. So now our fun kind of question, I always like to ask, is there anything in particular kind of silly or a little thing, something outside of the box that brings you wealth? Well, there's something that I do on pretty much a daily basis. It's really my me time. And that is in the morning after my kids go to school, there's this little cafe that I go to and I have a soy latte every morning. It's my favorite. And I sit there and it's quiet and I don't know anyone there. And I do my morning work. I do my emails. I catch up on whatever I need to do, whether it's booking a flight or sending emails or whatever I need to do that's just quiet time. 
And I drink my latte and it's like I savor those moments. And it's something I do every day. And when a day goes by and I can't go there, I feel a void in my life. I think that's so important, right? Having those moments we can savor wherever we find them. So that's that's an amazing lesson. So this has been such a great interview. Uh, we really enjoyed hearing from you. If our audience has children that they think might be, you know, someone you could help support or tell us a little bit more about, you know, who should be reaching out to you and then ultimately how do they do that? How do they get some support? Sure. So we really specialize in helping struggling learners. So if there's a parent that has a child who's struggling with reading or writing or math or study skills or any combination of those, or if their child has a diagnosed learning disability or ADHD, dyslexia, executive functioning challenges, we really specialize in helping those kids of all ages. As young as pre-K, we go all the way up to the adult level. So really, those are the kids that we can really help. The best way for families to reach us is really going to our website, evlcoaching.com. Our phone number's there. They can email me anytime. That's really the best place for them to go to learn more about us. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. We have so enjoyed this and we've definitely learned a lot. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. Hey, everyone. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more The Wealthy Woman podcast content, Make sure to subscribe, and here's a way we can help you for free. If you are a six, seven, or eight-figure female founder and CEO, we want to see and interview you on one of our podcast shows. Head to twwguest.com. Again, that's twwguest.com. I hope to see you on our next interview. Now, as a wealthy woman, we help six, seven, and eight-figure female founders and CEOs to scale their business by using unconventional approaches like leading edge science and tapping into their unique authenticity code. If that sounds good to you and you want to get some help, then we're inviting you to book a short chat with our team to see how we can best help you. Go to www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat. Again, that's www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat.